0: You're listening to Electrician Live with your host, Paul Abernathy. Well, hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of Electrician Live. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, and we're excited about today's episode because we're going to talk about a topic that seems to confuse people when it comes to contracting, and that is contractor versus subcontractor. So that's what we're going to talk about on today's show is, what's the difference? And when would we, as a contractor, utilize a subcontractor? And as an electrical contractor myself, um, the easiest way to explain it, other than getting into the definition between the two, which you might be totally uh, aware of, um, but for those that are not, um, many times, if you're doing a project... And there's a certain element to the project that is out of our wheelhouse, it's not something that we're used to, or it's something specialized, then we would subcontract it out. A general contractor uses some contractors all the time. So the general contractor uh, might be the builder, and they might subcontract out the electrical, they might subcontract out the, the uh, flooring or, or, or roofing and what type of thing. So that's at that level, whereas it's in general. But what we want to talk about today is subcontracting versus contractor when it comes to us as the electrical contractor and us subcontracting out an element of our project that we might not be uh, at a level of expertise that we feel comfortable with it. Now, we're doing this for two reasons. Some of us do, would be to observe an area of construction on our project that we're not familiar with so that we can become more uh, proficient with it, more familiar with it. Um, Or it's just something that we just don't do. It's just not in our wheelhouse. And so we just would hire that out. And of course, we did an episode explaining things like burdens and cost and estimating and taking those things into account. And hopefully you, you listen to that and you understand that even if you hire a subcontractor or something like that, that you need to figure that into your price and understand that there's going to be some negatives to having a subcontractor, again, that you need to be aware of because you're beholden to your customer, but the subcontractor is only beholden to you. They don't necessarily have the customer best interest in mind. They have your interest. And, in, again, um, if you're not familiar with their work, and they do it. It you know The customer might not like it, and you're stuck right in the middle because you're the one that they're contracted with. You subcontracted to somebody else to do something, okay? So kind of one of those things to keep in mind. Uh, I think a lot of people use the term subcontractor and a contractor uh, interchangeably, and they can mean two different things, and it's important to me as an electrical contractor that I do know the difference, especially if I'm the contractor and I have to hire out something uh, and subcontract that level of work, okay? But it's, it's, it's on a project it's, it's very specific when you're the contractor for whoever hired you, and then there's this subcontractor. So even in a general contractor, you're the contractor for the electrical, but you have a certain element where the general contractor thinks you're going to take care of it all of, under your scope of work, or maybe you don't do low voltage. Maybe you don't do TVs and telephones. Most contractors do, electrical contractors do, but let's say you didn't. Uh, or, or maybe audio-visual or whatever, but it comes under the scope of the contractor for the electrical, and you want to take that on, and you want a piece of the pie when it comes to the audio-visual, but maybe that's not your thing. So you will do this, and you'll you'll get a price from another company to do that work, and that is a subcontract. They will give you a price, and then you'll present it to the contractor under your whatever your agreement is, and that goes into your full price, your full sale price. And so hopefully everything goes right. You'll make a little bit on that. The subcontractor will make a little bit on the work that they're doing. Everybody's happy. Uh, whatever your percentage of profit and everything is, at the end of the day, once you pay burdens and all these other things, you walk away with 5 to 10 to 15% profit margin, depending on your company, and you're happy. You get your job done, and you walk, walk on to the next one. Um, there's a couple of things that we need to you know, be aware of. Okay, so, and that is when you're hiring a contractor, when you're the contractor, let's say for the electrical portion, and you have to hire a subcontractor. It's important to know the difference in the two. So what is a contractor? So the contractor uh, is, and I should say that this information on contractors and the definition of contractors comes from esub.com. It's a construction software, uh, and they do a lot of articles on different topics, and so um, I found the article that's published on that, and so I wanted to make reference to them because some of the information comes from that article, and then some comes just from the information of, of me doing this and having to hire a subcontractor, being pleased with the majority of them, not so pleased with a couple of them, uh, and so just something to you know something to think about. It's rare that the electrical contractor will sub something out. Um, usually they won't take on the project, and again, that's important. Make sure you work within the project that you can handle. But in occasion, you'll, you'll take on something as an electrical contractor, and you might have a subcontractor that does, again, certain elements, maybe the PV, or maybe the audiovisual, uh, data control, um, maybe even the alarm or something that you don't do, but you sub it out. Although the general contractor or the owner sees you as the contractor, you've got people that work for you. Okay, so the difference is the contractor is the overall. I mean, you have the overall responsibility to your customer, okay? It's your client. It's your reputation. It's all the reward that you're going to gain. Subcontractors just doing a job to get money. They're not going to be recognized from the, from the owner or the, 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 whoever's hiring you as the contractor. They're not going to get that recognition, okay? Okay. Um, they're simply hiring you, you're the person they see, you're the contact, you're the one they negotiate with, you're the contractor. Okay. Now, uh, you're, you're going to get paid more than your subcontractor because you're doing the overall project and they're just doing a small portion. Okay. So the contract to do the job is between the owner and you, the contractor. Now, it could be a large project where you have the owner, you have a general contractor, and you're doing the electrical, then you're considered a subcontractor for that general contractor. So that's why we have to intertwine all this. But when you break it even down even more, yes, you're the subcontractor. But even if I'm the electrical contractor, I can still subcontract out certain elements of work that I might not be a specialist in. So you have these different levels and layers of a contractor. But ultimately, whoever works with the owner is ultimately the overall contractor. That's why they call it a general contractor. Uh, and you're just subcontractors usually, but I like to break it down even more because when I'm the electoral contractor, I'm going to be the, the visible one that's making the agreement with the general contractor. Anybody under me that I might hire uh, has got to carry the same impression that I'm giving to that general because he's going to do more work with other people and he's going to look for his subs. So not to, to get it confused, there is contractor and subcontractor, but that is it to me, it's at different levels. And that's where I deviate a little bit from the, the article in a sense that they make it seem that there's just one contractor level and there's one subcontractor level. And I, I disagree because once it goes from one realm to the next, I think the whole thing uh, restructures again. So owner hires me as a general contractor. I am the contractor. They are the owner. I am responsible for hiring all these subcontractors. So from my perspective, if I'm the electrical contractor, I'm the subcontractor to the general contractor, and I have to have his best interest in mind, and I'm appealing to him and his customer. Now, once you get to the next level, I'm now going to take on the mentality as the electrical contractor, and if I have anything underneath me that would be a subcontractor, That's what I'd bring in, and they have to give the same impression that me as the contractor to them, but I'm also the subcontractor to the general contractor. That can sound confusing, can it? I mean, just the way the whole the whole thing kind of sounds. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's just how I think about it. Okay. That's how I try to rationalize it. And the reason I do this is because I have to remember. That if I'm doing an electoral project and for some reason I'm going to subcontract out some portion of the project that I have contracted with the general that I'm going to take care of. All I know is if that subcontractor to me drops the ball anywhere, to to that general contractor, it looks like I dropped the ball. Their contract is with me. So that's why I discuss it in this way, to make it really clear on who is responsible to who. Okay, now, in that point, there's usually an agreement between me as the electrical contractor with some type of sub maybe you want to call it sub subcontractor I don't care what you call it, but they're our subcontractor, and they are not signing an agreement with the general contractor and they're not signing an agreement with the owner i'm on the hook for that, so that's why I take it very serious the levels that I take it at. Some people will just say you have one contractor and everybody's a subcontractor. Uh, I disagree. And there's no conventional way to break that down except for call it contractor, subcontractor, sub-subcontractor. And that sounds stupid. So it's contractor, that's the general contractor, or it could be an owner as a general contractor. And whoever they hire to do a specific task, whether it's HVAC, plumbing, mechanical, well, mechanical, HVAC, and electrical, those are technically subcontractors. But now, if that, comp- that subcontractor subs anything out, then they, be- they have what's called sub-contract- subcontractors to them. So to me, I become a contractor because I'm now being responsible for what my sub does. And that's just how I look at it. You don't want to look at it that way. You want to give me a thumbs down because of that? I don't care. But that's how I look at it. And the reason is because I have to think about the relationship that my subcontractor has with me. And as the contractor, which, you know, of the electrical, let's say, yes, I'm a sub of the general, but I also have to remember that that general is going to do more work. That subcontractor of me doing the electrical and maybe say the guy doing the the AV or something, which if I didn't do that, they don't really care about the customer. They don't really care about the general contractor. Their contract's with me. So if I'm successful then I have to work a relationship with this subcontractor. If that subcontractor to me does shoddy work, then my contractor is going to look at me like I'm a piece of crap. And I can't point the finger and say, well, it wasn't me. It was my subcontractor or my sub-subcontractor, however you like to say it. And reality is the general contractor or the owner have a contract with me. They don't have a contract with my sub. So it becomes very shaky situation, right? And when it comes to decisions, decisions that have to be made, generally that's between the contractor and the the general contractor and the contractor. Those are the decisions that get made. And if I'm going to subcontract out that work, then I have to be clear that, it's still meeting all the parameters of my agreement over that managerial contract with the actual owner or the general contractor. You see what I'm saying? So I want to make sure that whatever agreement that I sign down to my subcontractor for me, that we all are on the same page. That everything, the times, the dates, uh, the good product, delivery of work, the expectation of when they're going to be done, because if I have a date, I need to make sure that the subcontractor to me has a date and that we all follow that same date. I don't need to have my time come as a, as a subcontractor to the general. But then again, I'm the contractor to the sub, subcontractor, which may be a V, which if my electrical company didn't do it, and they're dragging their butt, but I'm done all the electrical and we're holding up on a rough end or whatever because I can't get them to do their work. The general contractor just looks at me and goes, you're dropping the ball. And that's going to affect, and I don't want to let anybody else affect my company's expectations and how I am successful in my company, okay? So if I hire that subcontractor, all right, I need to know what the terms are, when the expectation is. I actually have to manage that sub-subcontractor, okay? And again, let me throw this for those that came into this late. An owner or a general contractor is the contractor, whoever the ultimate answer goes to. If they hire an electrical contractor, you're technically a subcontractor of the general contractor or of the owner. They could serve both roles. When I, as an electrical contractor, hire somebody to do a specialized task that maybe is in my contract, but I'm not an expert at it, then as far as the general contractor is concerned, he doesn't care. He just wants to make sure the work's getting done. He's holding me responsible. But now that's why I do it the way I do it. My attention span shifts to now I'm the contractor when it when it comes to working with my subs because they need to think I'm the bottom line. And so when I write my agreements with my subs, it's very clear that it mirrors everything that I've done when i 'm the subcontractor of the general contractor of the owner, you see what i 'm saying? I just have different levels, and I kind of shift gears and while i 'm working out my negotiation i 'm a subcontractor When I have everything set up, and now i 'm going to hire somebody and i 've already figured in that subcontractor 's price and my burden and all this because it 's an area that I might not be an expertise in, but yet it 's in my price to the general contractor and the owner. Then I want to make sure that my subcontractor, or some people will say sub-subcontractor, understands all the terms, the deadlines, and I convey all of those issues down to them so that we're all on the same page. Kind of transparent, if you will, okay? And the sad part is, is the general contractor has to oversee all the subs to make sure everything's coming in on time. So I'm going to be studious of making sure that I meet my agreements, but then I, again, and this is the reason I call it this way, I now take the role as a contractor, and I have a subcontractor to me, which let's say in our example, we've been using audio video, I need to now manage them. I need to say, when are you going to be in here? Are you going to start your work here? This is when we're in for the electrical. I'd like to time you in here at the same time. We need to work things together. I need you done. If, if this is when I'm expected to be done, I need to know if you're going to be done and are there any penalties if you're not done. You need to work that out. So it's not an easy thing. General contractors have a lot to, believe it or not, to oversee and there's a lot of things that they want in their agreements. You as a subcontractor to that general who is also now shifting gears to be a contractor to your subcontractor, if you hire one for some specialty task, you need to make sure everything is on the same on the same page. And what are some of the pitfalls? Well, again, you could hire a subcontractor to you, the electrical contractor. Again, hopefully y'all aren't getting confused. <laughs> I'll do it one more time and I'm going to stop. I promise you. The general contractor and the owner, they're the contractors okay, they hire subcontractors. If they hire me as an electrical contractor, I am their subcontractor, okay? I have to meet all their agreements. Now, that is done. Now, I own my position as the electrical contractor. If there's any element of the work that I contracted with this general contractor and owner that I need to sub it out, rather than call it sub-subcontracting, I like to shift gears and take responsibility and ownership, I become, for at least for my sub, I become the contractor, and so I make sure that my agreement with the sub is just as mandatory and has the same limitations and same requirements as my agreement as a subcontractor with the general contractor. You, you see where I'm going with this? Take ownership of it, uh, and you cannot, because the reason is anything that that sub, subcontractor or your subcontractor does can reflect negatively on you to that general contractor or the owner. And it could mean the difference of you getting future work with that general contractor who is in business to make money and going to be doing more projects down the road. They will develop something with you if you drop the ball or you're not easy to work with or your sub screws something. And and not to mention, you got to make it right because they're your sub. You got to make it right. If they screw something up, the general contractor and the owner is going to look at you. You're the one they're under contract with. They're going to like, "Mm, I'm sorry you lost money, but you better make this done. And so you just have to be careful. So make sure you hire somebody. You check their licenses. You don't always go with the cheapest. You make sure you don't want unprofessional behavior on your job site that can reflect badly. I'm seeing a lot of videos online that people are doing their Instagrams and their chats and the, and you know, Hey, I'm not a, I'm not a Debbie downer when it comes to, to the language and everything like that. But I can tell you right now on my job sites, if you were going around yelling and dropping the F bombs and doing, and just, just not taking care of your job site, I'm sorry. And you know what? I'll get my fair share of thumbs down. I don't really care. Have y'all learned that yet? I don't really care about that. Crap. I really don't. I'm going to tell you how it is. I treat my business professional because the money to me is professional. When my people are on a job site, again, I expect them to be there to work. I don't need them to be dropping F-bombs everywhere. I don't need them to be uh, just doing stupid stuff on my job site because one, I never know when the owner's going to go by. I never know when the general contractor is going to be by. They're reflecting on me, so not only is it my staff, but I make it very clear that my subcontractors, if I hire them, that they understand the rules, okay? That's important to me. Everybody else might be different, okay? But when they're working on somebody else's property, they represent my business. Even though they're a subcontractor, they represent my business, and I'm going to make sure that they consider that when they're doing the work. Otherwise, I don't need them. There's plenty of people out there needing work, okay? So that's just some of my things to, that I like to say. Again, quality of work is important to me. You're, as, a, as an electrical contractor, if you hire somebody out to do some portion of work that you're not expertise in, but yet you took on that project from the general, just remember they're a direct reflection onto you. The quality of work they do can be uh, a benefit or it can be a hindrance for you getting future business because remember- They're not going to take the excuses that I said, oh, I'm sorry, that looks like crap. That's a subcontractor of mine. (laughs) They're not going to care about that, really, and they shouldn't. They contracted you, and you make it right, and that's the thing. And If you don't, you could end up making up for that subpar work or people playing around and somebody getting hurt or an accident or something happened because they're there to get a job done And what happens is that eats into your profit, that eats into and raises up your burden, and you don't make money, and yet you've spent a lot of time trying to cultivate this relationship with this general contractor or even this owner. And in my case, it would be like a developer. I'll give you one example, and we'll round this out. Um, I had a project, uh, a very big project, uh, about an $8 million home, um, and it might as well have been like a commercial building. It was so large, and it was for a developer who was doing a subdivision with many many homes in it, okay, and we went there and we and, he, and we were four off building a relationship with them. It was going to last me for many years. This is how well this contractor, uh, this uh, builder, was connected, and this was his personal home. And so I thought I sent you know, he sent my best guys out there, and they're they're wiring everything's going good. I go out there, I was wiring it as well. Everything was moving good. Um, and um, I was using it as a house to also teach local inspectors. So they could come out, and we could go over some training uh, because I did most of the you know in-house training for different inspector groups. Um, and anyway, they would come out, and everything was going good. And so I had some commitments I had to go to for Eaton. I was uh, cre- helped create the Eaton Certified Contractor Network (ECCN) program. So I was doing some commitments with Eaton, teaching around the country, and. I came back and I and I made a surprise visit to the job site, and I don't know how much of a surprise it was, but anyway, I went to the job site and they were. It's at the final stage; they were hanging luminaires everywhere, and all of my guys, when they would go to hanging luminaires, I made them put on rubber gloves. Um, It's just, it just was not one of our things. uh, In those high end homes, you don't have to do it as long as they clean it up. It's fine, but but I made them. I said, look, if you don't want to use the gloves, that's fine, but they're available. Just make sure that you don't leave prints everywhere, marks, clean everything up. Again, they're paying us really good money to do this job. Anyway, I went there looked at it, and they, um, there was fingerprints everywhere. The luminaires were crooked down the sconces, down the stairways. There. It was just terrible, and I asked the guy that I put in charge of it. I said, this is unacceptable, and he looked at me as the owner, and he said, well, I can't see it from my house. Well, you can imagine my response after he said that, right? Yeah, well, my response was, well, you know what? That's true. You won't see it from your house because that's where you're going. You're fired. Now, people can say, Paul, that's hard. Look, I took my business. This is what I feed my family. I took it very seriously, and I treat my business very seriously. doesn't mean you have a good time, fun, and can enjoy your work. I encourage that. We would do things together as a company, and I encourage all companies to do things together in order to take away this this playtime on the job. Um, I used to have a problem with people... Cutting off the wings off of, of wire nuts and shooting them through uh, plumbing pipe or PEX or whatever they do, uh, and it was okay for a while. You know, people, but but again, each one of those wire nuts cost me five, four, five cent a piece. Again, you can say, Paul, you're being a nitpicky, but at the end of the day, it adds up. And I was about getting the job done because the quicker I get it done, the quicker and more accurate I get it done, the margins of my profit are there. And so again, not to take away from the topic. You're only as good as your contractor. You're only as good as your subcontractor. And even if you're an electrical contractor and you're a sub for the general, you hire somebody out to do any specialized work on a project that you're unfamiliar with or if you're behind schedule or whatever the reason is, you're accountable for whatever they do. And you're going to be held accountable for it to the person that hired you and the one that has the contracts. Remember, they have the contracts with you. The subcontractor to you has a contract with you. You're only as good as you write that contract for them and make them accountable for it. Those are the challenges that you have to deal with when you're going to be a contractor or you're going to be a subcontractor who takes the role as a contractor when you might hire some other subcontracted work on your project. Hopefully, all that makes sense to you. So folks, until next time, hopefully you got something out of that. Just think about it a little bit uh, and remember Contractor versus subcontractor has many different levels. I like to think of it again as a two-tier system. That's general contractor to sub, and then that sub, if that sub hires any subcontractors, they take the level two and they become a contractor and they have to be accountable for their subs. Overall, you as the as the subcontractor, let's say electrical, has to be accountable for anybody that you hire, and you have to meet the agreement with your general contractor and ultimately the owner. And all that has to work together in order for you to be successful. Just some things to think about, like it or not. That's my thoughts on it. Uh, make sure you join us every Saturday evening at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time over on electricianlive.com. And you can watch the stream there. You can call in. If we have a call-in show, if we're not doing a special guest, you can call in. Our number is 214-945-0653. Or you can use Skype, the ID code for Skype is Master the NEC, all one word. Um, and so, or you can go over to our YouTube channel and watch the stream live, and you can actually chat. It's called Super Chat with us while we're doing the live show as well, if you don't want to call in. And that's at youtube.com forward slash Master the NEC, all one word after the forward slash. And join us for those episodes again every Saturday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. We look forward to having you there. Bring your questions and uh, until then, stay safe and God bless. You've been listening to Electrician Live with your host, Paul Abern.